Tonight it is Saturday night. It is the PC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. This is episode 199. Ben. Yeah, man. Next time I see you, this is going to be crazy. We got to talk about what we're going to do um, for that episode next week. Well, um, I, I, I was thinking I should, I should tell the story about how this podcast came to be. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's a good story. Um, so definitely stay tuned for that. But, um, oh my God, man, I feel like, I, I feel like we run a, a marathon since the last time we spoke. Like, I was, like I was telling you off air, I, I even forgot what we did for time work last week. That's what kind of a week it's been with all the crazy stuff going on. Yes. Well, you know, and and there's there's a reason why um, that why we don't jump on and record things um, right in the midst of all this uh, news breaking and 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 we we wait for a little while before we uh, jump on here to talk to you all about these things. So um, before we get to the uh, fun stuff um, and what we usually do. Uh, let me let me just uh, real quick run you through the news, and I'll give you um, my two cents. And then Elio, of course, you know you, this show is half yours. You're more than welcome to jump in. But I, you know, to be honest with you, folks, I don't want to spend a half hour, forty five minutes, or even more talking about this. I'm going to be very succinct. So um, let's start with the biggest. Uh, News item, uh, arguably, um, uh, obviously this um, Vince McMahon story, uh, you know, broke on uh, Wednesday, I believe, and has just taken on an entire life of its own. Um, but as you can hear, I'm not raising my voice or I'm not going to get really upset here. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, I think people need to calm the hell down, first of all. Um, you know, let things unfold before we, we jump the gun here and just, um, you know, declare the guy guilty. Um, and, you know, let, let me play devil's advocate and, and, and trust me, people, I I am not I am not backing Vince McMahon here. I'm just I'm just saying I'm just gonna bring something to your attention. Yes, is it is it dirty that he allegedly covered up an affair by giving her hush money? Yes. Um but this is not something we haven't heard before. Not necessarily with Vince, but we hear this stuff all all the time. I also know the name. name. Yes, but we are. I'm not going to put that out there, and I don't want us to because I found that to be an incredibly dirty thing to do. Um, I believe I know where it originated and who um who leaked it, and um I could be wrong, but I think I know who that was. Um, but you know, it doesn't matter. We're not going to, um, participate in that. 
thing. But, you know, we have made a career out of this podcast, out of, out of criticizing um, Vince McMahon and the creative stuff and all the stuff surrounding uh, WWE that we don't like and that we like and stuff. I, you know, I, I think we've been very, very balanced with that. But now, now all of a sudden, Vince McMahon is the devil incarnate because of, you know, because of uh, an affair that, that he um, reportedly had. People. You said, you said devil incarnate. I'm, I'm just laughing because I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you off air why I am laughing at that. Um, it, it just, let's just wait for the thing to unfold. I'm, I'm not president of the Vince McMahon fan club here. But everybody's like, oh, my God, he's going to be on his way out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, and, and, and jumping up and down and blowing off kazoos and confetti, in, you know, in the, IWC, in the IWC. Where were you, were, were you, sir? Where were you seeing all this? Like on your Facebook feed? And, and on Twitter and, and oh, okay. just everywhere. Everybody, everybody was, was like so excited. They were either so excited or just eviscerating the guy. And I know and, I'll, I'll tell you why I'm saying it because uh, they're already making a whole bunch of memes on this uh, group I'm in called Seinfeld Wrestling Post. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a whole bunch of memes on there with Vince. Sorry. And so, so I I understand why it's such a big story. Believe me, I do. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to brush it under the rug, but you know, it's just if it wasn't Vince, this wouldn't be a big story at all. Like even if this was just a politician, it'd be like, oh, well, we hear about that shit every day. I mean, you know, but and and the thing is, everybody's like, oh, he's cheating on Linda and stuff like that. We'll come to find out. According to not that I take this guy's word for anything. But according to Melter, they haven't even been together in 20 years. I mean, so people just need to take a break. Um, you know, and, and I, I wish that I wish that society in general could learn something. You know, what, what, what did we learn from Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? Because everybody jumped to conclusions and, and, and that we learned that Amber Heard's a turd. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but you know, everybody was like jumping to conclusions. Oh, Johnny's evil. We have to ruin his whole career and whatever the hell. And then come to find out, you know, she's a turd burglar. You know, it's just um, <laughs> what? <laughs> but um, you know. But everybody who's calling um, Vince an asshole, Vince is this, Vince is that. Why is this breaking news? But you know, but you know, don't, but don't come out here and act like you're the you're the second coming of Christ. When when I guarantee you, if people started pulling open all of our closets, mine included. They'd find some stuff that they didn't like, and, and and probably somebody or other would try to hang hang you out to dry for whatever you, forever poor decision you made in your personal life. 
you know, and, and like I said, I understand why it's such a big story. Um, but let's just um, let's just hold our horses here on like, oh my God, this is a bombshell. Oh my God, this you know, this is the biggest story to come out of our wrestling lifetimes. You know, could it turn into that if 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 something legitimate comes out of the investigation? Absolutely, we could be having an entirely different conversation depending on the outcome of this investigation. But the, the second that the allegation is made, all of a sudden, everybody's guilty. And Elio, I don't know about you, man, but I am so tired of this um, guilty until proven innocent bullshit. It doesn't work like that. And, you know, and, and, and I, I promise you, you would not want somebody taking this approach with you if you were in the crosshairs being accused of something, because what what if you didn't do it? Wouldn't you feel like shit if everybody was was coming after you with with yep. you know torches and pitchforks and shit? Um, you know, so everybody just calm down. You know, uh, first and foremost. Now, in in that same vein, Elio and I have mutually agreed that we are only going to report. What has come out as okay? Th- this is this is a fact. This is a statement that was made. This is true. This came from this person, and it can be proven. We're not going to to participate in clickbaity bullshit. Um, and I I would even argue that we're not even going to title this show. As as something scandalous, I I'll talk to you, I'll talk to you more about that off the air in a minute when we uh, take a break. But um, it's just everybody is just going absolutely nuts, and it's not necessary. You know, we saw it on SmackDown. You know, he he didn't say anything about it. I was shocked that people expected him to say something about it. The second that it was reported that he was coming on the air as Vince McMahon. I'm like, oh, well, I'm not surprised because he's not going to say shit. You know, why, why, why would, why would anybody expect Vince to say anything? I, you, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a legal problem. You know, is he, is he construed as an asshole uh, for um, coming out there and, and, Saying what he said in 45 seconds, yes. Do I think it was a bad idea? Yes. Do I think he and the fans cheering for him and going nuts and, and shaking his hand and all that look like complete babbling buffoons? Yes, I do. But that 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 being said, it's in terms of the allegations themselves, it is innocent until proven guilty. So in that regard. We are not going to drag anybody, except maybe, maybe the guy who 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 leaked the uh, the lady's name. But but um, but that uh, that will not be revealed on our show. You can go and find it elsewhere. It's very easy to do. But we're not going to participate in that because we are not TMZ. This is the PNC Progressive <laughs> Wrestling Podcast. PNC. What? 
And when we, when I put my name on something, I'm sure Elio feels the same way. Um, you better bet your ass that we are going to take tremendous pride in what we say and be very careful with what we say because, you know, because, you know, the, your word is everything. You know, it's just stop spewing things just for the sake of a knee-jerk reaction. It's not necessary at all. Now, another uh, new... So before we move on to something else, I have... Uh, and LAL, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure you'd be fine with this. I have pulled up the official statement from Vince regarding this. Oh. And I... I have, I have also pulled up the statement from Stephanie saying that she is the interim CEO. So I will start with uh, Vince's statement. And let's not get political here, folks. This is just where I got the article from. It's everywhere. Uh, you know, just Google his name. So the, the source has nothing to do with my politics or anything else. Um, but this is from uh, CNN. And as, aside from going over what we already know in terms of the allegations, um, Vince had the following to say. In part, he said, I have pledged my complete cooperation to the investigation by the special committee, and I will do everything possible to support the investigation. I have also pledged to accept the findings and outcome of the investigation, whatever they are. Now, WWE uh, followed this up on Friday by saying that, quote, it takes all, that it takes, quote, all allegations of misconduct very seriously, and it has engaged independent legal services to assist with the review. A third party will also conduct a comprehensive review of the company's compliance program, HR function, and overall culture. Um, and then, so that covers Vince and WWE's statement. Let's move over to Stephanie's real quick. Uh, very short. She released this on Twitter. Um I believe it was yesterday. What's what's today? The 18th? Yep. Okay, so this was yesterday. Um, she says, I quote, until the conclusion of the investigation into recent allegations, I am honored to assume the role of interim chairwoman and CEO. I love WWE and all it continues to do to entertain billions around the world. So... That, that that's her statement and um and i think i think that's all i want to say about it for now because i don't want to i don't want to participate in some of the um online rhetoric that that i've seen and i just i don't find it necessary so um so i i will say that until further um information becomes available that can be proven um, we're not going to comment on this any further. Partially, partially, ladies and gentlemen, because 
I confess, I am, this story broke on Wednesday, and I'm already tired of hearing about it. It's just, it's the same, it's the same stuff. It's, it's just like, okay, well, you know, this is not a murder investigation. This is, this is not, you know, this is, I mean, is it dirty if it's true? Yes, but I mean, this is not, uh, this is not the biggest deal in the world. Stop acting like it is. Um, so, uh, moving on, uh, we also had other uh, new news items of for the week, a lot of news. Um, the next biggest one was uh, the Jeff Hardy situation. Um, he was arrested in Florida, as everybody knows at this point, for DUI. He had over, like, tripled the legal limit in his system, like, point two, like point two nine four or something of that nature. Did you, um, see, did you see the video of uh, his drive, uh, the police chase? Uh, I did not see the video of the police chase. I saw the video of the traffic stop. Oh, no, it was, uh, we, I got to see it, uh, um, in the in the other messenger group, um, we were we were sent a video uh, showing the whole chase at like nine a.m. that morning. Well, I I mean either way. Now look, I am going to be brutally honest with you here. Okay, Th- this whole thing with uh, you know alcoholism and and addiction and all that stuff. It hits close to home with me, um, so I'm not gonna I'm not going to go into personal details out of respect for my my own privacy and 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 that of others. But this is a this is a story that um, that really hits home for me. And uh, every time I hear about something like this. Regardless of whether it's a it's a celebrity or just a regular, you know, nine to five Joe Schmo, um, you know, I get I get kind of irritated and um, pissed off, and um, and of course this latest thing with Jeff is no exception. Um, so all I, all I would like to say is is this, um, is do I find this sad and completely ridiculous and absurd? Yes. Uh, do um, somebody needs to step in, and he needs rehab. And we'll get into AEW's reaction to the, to this in just a minute. Um, but um, but the one question that I have, Elio, that I'm not see- seeing the answer to in all of these reports and that that I want to know the most of is how the fuck did he get a vehicle to, to operate in the first place? He doesn't have an active license. How the fuck did he get a vehicle? And he, and I guess anyone can get a vehicle and uh, say they have a license even if they don't. 
You know, I mean, no, granted, he may have had this vehicle, uh, you know, pr- um, you know, for years. I don't know. I don't. I'm just saying, like, if he rented one, you need a you need a license to rent a vehicle. Um, but even if he, even if he owned it, if um, you know, if alcoholism has been such a problem with it. In, in this scenario, which obviously it has, we all know it has, it's, it's uh, Jeff Hardy, you know, this is, um, the, the report said it, it, this is his third such offense in, in 10 years. Um, I think, I think we've had quite a bit more than three offenses of this nature in 10 years, uh, as it relates to Jeff. Now, now that is not, please do not misunderstand me. I am I am not attacking Jeff for an addiction problem. That's not what I'm. That's not what I'm trying to do here. I, I'm saying that the, this is obviously a massive problem, and I hope I hope to God Jeff gets the help he needs before this stuff becomes even more tragic because. You know, See, I, I even said that last night. We can we can say he hope we hope he gets the help he needs, but he's been offered help countless times and refused it every time. And and but see, and and about that, the other the, the other thing that I've heard is is people going after Matt and stuff like that. Uh, Bill Bill Demont needs to shut up. He's uh, one of them that uh, went after Matt about this. Well, I didn't hear about that. And no, so I, I, I read it. He said, uh, where was Matt? And Matt uh, answered him back. He said, he can't be there for Jeff every minute of every second of every day. Like, he's mm-hmm. like Jeff isn't his responsibility. And, and, he, and Matt is exactly right. And, and so is, um, so is, and so is Rebby Hardy. Rebby, I don't I, I don't know. Yeah, how, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I just I don't know how to pronounce that. My my. Yeah, Rebbe, uh, Rebecca, Rebbe. But um, yeah, and, but you know, and and she has taken all kinds of crap over the years for being outspoken and all that stuff. I have to tell you that in this regard, I completely agree with her. This situation has nothing to do with Matt, nothing to do with, you know, the entire, you know, family. This this is Jeff and his his problem. Now, unfortunately, uh, you know, it does have an impact on other people, obviously. And, uh, you know, that's why I want Jeff to get the help that he needs before before we start reading Jeff's obituary or God forbid someone that got hurt as a result of, of Jeff being drunk. So my understanding is that, um, uh, he has, um, he has gotten a, um, uh, offer for help from Tony Khan and, uh, and, he said, and Tony Khan said that he was receptive to that. Now, the, so we'll see how that unfolds. Um, but 
here's what, and here's what I'm, another thing I'm going to say, and then I'm going to move on because I want to talk about the week in wrestling, and I want to have I want to have fun with my friend tonight. So you know, this is this is getting off to a very serious uh, beginning here, but I just want to get this shit out of the way. Um, so. Elio, I, I I don't know how you, I don't know how you're feeling about this, my friend, but it, it's just like like every every everybody can say the same thing until they're blue in the face, but th- this is this is just problem, um, you know. And what's really pissing me off is people making this a WWE versus AEW problem. Like, uh, you know, because cause Jeff, um, Jeff, you know, got released by WWE because he was, he was reportedly acting um, strangely at a, at a house show. And, you know, the test came back that he wasn't even on anything, you know, and, and maybe it was a stunt or whatever. And then. WWE tried to apologize by inducting him and Matt into the Hall of Fame. That he said, "Fuck off." We're not talking about this situation. WWE has nothing to do with this. AEW has nothing to do with this. Like, just shut the fuck up. You're you're on mute. And then your fans wonder why we get mad at you and why we say uh, what we say about you. Well, and, 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 and look, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people that agree with us, you know, but I, I and I'm obviously like part of me didn't even want to come on here and address it at all because, you know, it's been done so many times. Now, specifically, specifically for me with the Jeff Hardy situation, as I've already explained, you know, that's a little bit different for me for me. Um, and for a lot of people, I'm not. I'm not saying that because I'm special. I'm just. I'm just saying, you know, I, I. I've seen. I've seen the damage that alcoholism can do. That's all I'm saying. Um, so you know, obviously, I want the best um, for Jeff, and I think we all do. We all love Jeff. Jeff you know, um, myself included. But wrestling has nothing to do with the conversation at all. And the fact that the fact that people are making this a wrestling related conversation is mind boggling to me because life is so much bigger than professional wrestling. Yes, we come on here on a week to week basis and we t- we we shoot the breeze and we sh- and we talk some shit. We tell you what we like, we tell you what we don't like, but at the end of the day, you know, this is a wrestling podcast and what Jeff and a lot of other people uh, deal with in terms of their demons, you know, I don't have an alcohol demon, but I, but I have other ones too. And, and, you know, people deal with shit the, the way that they want to. And unfortunately it has bad effects and the best that we can do um, as outsiders looking in is, is wish the best for Jeff, um, you know, and I, I certainly hope that he uh, gets the help that he needs. And this is the last time 
uh, we have to hear a story like this with his name attached to it because, um, you know, at, at, at 44, uh, you got to wonder how, how many more uh, chances he has um, before before he's going to uh, end up paying the biggest price he could possibly pay. Um, and nobody wants to see that happen. Now, um, on to uh, wrestling-related uh, news, directly wrestling-related news. Um, the injury bug continues to hit, Elio. Actually, yeah, she had this one out of the way first. This is a bit of sad news. Yeah. Um, uh, yesterday, Earl Hep- uh, Dave Hebner passed away at the age of 73. Yes, and I, you know, I don't know what the I don't know what the story is surrounding that. I don't. Uh, I he, yeah, I do. I have it in front of me. He uh, he had. Let me just uh, look though, and so we back shortly. All right. So the story here is Dave Hebner had uh, Parkinson's, and he. Uh, yeah, he suffered from Parkinson's disease. Is the result. So he was uh, basically passed away from health issues. So condolences to the Hepner family. I, I swear, I remember February fifth, the main event. That was the first time I actually really saw Dave Hepner and Earl Hepner. <laughs> Absolutely. That um, storyline with Andre and China and Hulk Hogan was awesome. The absolutely. Two, the, the twin brothers face to face. You didn't know who was the, the real the official referee of the match. It was awesome. Yeah, that was that was the original dose of twin magic. <laughs> right. Forget the Bella twins. It's the Hebner twins. Absolutely. And um and and um Earl's son. Brian is also a ref, and yep. he and he uh, re- released um, a statement prior to this happening with his uncle. He said that he is retiring as a full time referee um, following his anniversary. Um, so um, a lot of uh, a lot of news and a lot of uh, sad tidings coming from the the Hemner family, and and we certainly. Uh, ex- extend our condolences to them on behalf of the show. Um, and so... Um, you were saying injuries. What's going on? Yes, we ha- Ra- Randy Orton is um, oh, apparent, apparently uh, legitimately injured, folks. I, I thought it was, was storyline um, to set up the eventual breakup of RK-Bro. Um, I thought that that's why this um, storyline had come to pass. But then, um, then when it was announced that um, Riddle was going to be facing Reigns on SmackDown, I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, then this has to be legitimate." And apparently, it is. Now, I don't know. Nobody knows the degree um, to, to how serious this is. Um, but the wor- the word going around right now is that um, he will miss the remainder of 2022, and that is the reason why Brock Lesnar was bought in 
um, last night on SmackDown. Fans are already losing their minds over that. We're going to see Brock and Roman for the 50th time. Like, stop. Well, I actually agree with them. I I think it is ridiculous. I I know, but really, okay, who would you put at SummerSlam? Well, I'm glad you asked because let me go to my Twitter account. I have a list. (laughs) <laughs> we have a, I have a fans usually I'm the one on the that supplies the lists on this show now my co-host has his own list you're you're damn right I do not, <laughs> I, I I came prepared for this bullshit now uh, <clears throat> let me I'm so glad you asked me that question because I have the list right here so um, if I could actually find a tweet. Uh, here, here we go. Um, so, so you mean to tell me that that Lesnar versus Reigns is the only thing you could come up with? And Elio agrees. He, he just based off what he just said, he's like, who else would you put in there? Um, well, Elio, allow the the student to become the professor. <laughs> because, like I said, I have many different options in mind. All right. Five, to be exact, coming right off the top of my, top of my head. All right. So, first of all, we, we have Bobby Lashley. Okay. Um. And keep keep in mind, folks, this is they could do this absolutely perfectly well if they ended the brand split. Just don't do no stupid uh, fatal four way and triple threat. I, I hate those kind of matches when the title is involved. I'm, hold on, I'm sorry. I, I can't hear you. Hold on. All right. Um. So wow, my co-host is. Adjusting his headsets. Are we good? Yeah, we're good. So I was just saying, just don't make it a four-way or a triple threat match. I hate those kind of matches when the titles are wrong. Well, if they're not executed properly, yeah. But but um, also speaking from, because a good friend of mine, of course, you know, Andy Anderson from WPOV Quarantine, uh, I, I actually asked him this very question. When there's a title involved, uh, do you prefer one-on-one or should there be triple threat? He said it should always be a one-on-one. Well, I I tend I tend to agree with that in the majority of circumstances. I think I think triple threats are fine, but I think when you start overusing fatal four ways, fatal five ways, six mans, ten mans, and like that, that's when it gets a little bit ridiculous. But I'm perfectly fine with. Um, singles matches and tri- triple threats. Um, but in in every single case, things have to be booked properly. So, in addition to um, Bobby Lashley, I also uh, Bobby came, Lashley, who yeah. I also came up with AJ Styles. Okay. Um, Drew McIntyre. Uh, um, yeah, but but see, he's getting his his uh, shot at. Clash of the Castle is why I didn't uh, 
is why I didn't uh, put him in there. Well, he, well yes, but th and that's exactly why I didn't put him in um, the Money in the Bank when we were discussing this last week, even though um, my, uh, my fellow namesake, Adam Pierce, uh, did that? Did that for us on SmackDown? He doesn't want to Friday. hear me believing excuses. Um. Well, uh, you know, I just you know, why do you even have the qualify? See, m my whole my whole thing was, you know, I was okay with the DQ last week because, um, because as you just said, McIntyre was going to get his shot. Um, at Reigns at Clash of the Castle. Um, but then, you know, I'm not sure why both of them were still putting money in the bank. Okay. So, so you have, so far you have three. What's your the last two? Um, Seth. Oh, okay. Seth, uh, okay. Okay. I think that, I think that story writes itself. Okay. Uh, we, we only saw that match one time. Yep. Or, or, um, or no, we saw the interference in the um, WrestleMania 31. Yes. Um, so I think that story writes itself. And of course, Matt Riddle. Um, because even, even though last night's match was good, um, you know, I don't, I don't think it even scratched the surface of the potential greatness that could happen if those two got in the ring together. But but he should be Matt Riddle. He shouldn't like get away from the old Randy Orton and Randy this, Randy that. Like I know, like Randy's out and whatever and Arthur Bro, everyone loves Arthur Bro, but he needs to stop trying to be Randy Orton and start being Matt Riddle. And I absolutely agree with you. Um, and I was thinking the exact same thing watching watching the opening promo on SmackDown uh, last night. Um, I thought they talked about Randy Orton entirely too much um, for that to be a, especially considering the main event was was uh, Reigns versus um, Riddle for the Unified Championships. Yeah, let me see this based on that list. Um, you know, so I might have to see what goes on there. Based on your list, I'm gonna have to rethink the Brock Lesnar because you don't really need Brock Lesnar. You got Seth Rollins, right? Yeah, Seth Rollins uh, should I'm, be. I'm uh, sorry. Say that again. No, based on your list, I have, I have to rethink this thing now because Brock Lesnar is back. But you have Seth Rollins. He should he should be getting a title shot. He'd be a good champion. Exactly. Um, and, um, you know, so I think there, there's just other ways to, to do this. And um, I think, um, I think Lesnar didn't have to be the emergency call um, because we, we've, we've seen this so many times. I think they did. I think they did that. Well, yeah, this is emergency call, but I also think they, he showed up last night because they were in Minnesota. Well, uh, uh, yes, th uh, that's a, that's another thing. Um, but uh, hometown adopted hometown pops aside. Okay, let me let me just 
because I know you kind of poo-pooed it earlier when we um when we when we got on this topic, but you don't seem to mind Lesnar versus Reigns, but to me, I have no interest in seeing it again. None whatsoever. No, sorry, that that that, that word's just weird. I know, I know, I I get that, I get the word. It's it's hilarious, like the way people use it. (laughs) (laughs) No, go on. Were you done? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, um, before we close out the show, after we do everything, um, I'm going to run down the Slammer 3 card because I have it in front of me. I pulled it up uh, while we were talking about uh, the Hefners. The what card? The Slammiversary card takes place on Sunday night, tomorrow night. Oh, oh okay, cool. Yeah, so we can, run that, we can run that down uh, before we uh, close up the show. Very good. But, um, so first of all, let's see, what do we have? I believe uh, first up is Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and um, I will... Um, I will I will take the bullet for you this week since you were nice enough to do it last week. All right. Well, because um, uh, next week you won't be taking it at all. That'll be uh, one of our one of our jobs next week. Oh God! Small I, I I usually do AEW, and I guess uh, SmackDown would probably fall on you. Okay. Well, I can I can do that. No problem. Um, but uh, Raw was the drizzling shits as usual. It was uh, it was an okay show. It wasn't good. It wasn't great. It was blah, just there. But but that's that's the issue. There are so many shows that are uh, just there. I know. I'm just I'm, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. It's like but, it was just there. Now, you know I'm struggling for high points when I have to mention uh, Ms. TV as a high point. <laughs> we uh um hold on hold on remind me again uh, because I have it in mind as well. But remind me again who's on Ms. TV? Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. That's it. Yes, that's right. Because Riddle came out. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. way, and. And that's the entire reason why I'm giving this a high point is because of Paul Heyman. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I, I I think I think Paul Heyman with a mic in his hand is magic. I just I love right. Paul Heyman. All right. Oh, by the sorry, sorry. Side note, um, you you know that wrestling TV channel that I have on my Amazon Fire Stick. Yes. They had they just released a video on uh, Paul Heyman's early years. Oh man, I I would love to see that. I should watch that, and then we should uh, we could probably cover that on a future show. Oh, that, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna take a look at that one uh, later on, maybe sometime this week. Okay, sorry, go on. Very good. So, um, so that was a high point, and then the other high point that I had was um, oh, where where is it? Just hold on. It was um, AJ Styles, and um, oh yeah, it was it was AJ Styles and AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. Right, exactly. 
Um, the rest of it, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, hold on. I have one more. I I also have Riddle and Montez Ford. Yeah, that, that was good. I didn't I didn't really like the the ending though. How how they switched the um the frog splash into a into a roll up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. like we've like we've seen past shows. So I I even I hate roll ups. Uh, roll up finishes. Yeah. So um. Yeah, that that soured me on the match, but I I can I can see why you would call it a high point. Um, now low points are much easier to discuss. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> oh no! Um, I really I really um, I'm not feeling uh the Judgment Day without Edge. Oh, you don't like it? I really like the fact that these. Um, that these three are together. I'm just saying that if you're going to start adding supernatural elements, like this is the second coming of the ministry, it's not going to work. Is it just me, or did Rhea Ripley look extra creepy this week? Rhea Ripley, um, you know, as much as I hate to say this, because I loved Rhea Ripley in, in, in NXT, um, but she does absolutely nothing for me now. I'm saying, did she, is it just me or did she look extra creepy this week, though? Yeah. I mean, with the eyebrows and the whole around the black around the eyes, it's like, wow. Yeah. And, you know, and, and believe me, folks, if you see just a regular picture of Rhea Ripley, I mean, she is a very sh- striking, very attractive woman. Have you seen her with long hair? Uh, well, yeah, but I'm talking about even with the short hair. With the oh, long I don't, hair. No, 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 I know what I'm saying. Uh, but, like, I'm not, I don't mean, like, long hair, like, the, like, the long hair. I think uh, they, the BB, I think, uh, had her cut it. Yeah. Um, they, they said she looked too much like Charlotte Flair. No, what? I, I don't see it. No. But... <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, but like I said, if you actually see um, Rhea Ripley like out of character, yep, and just like messing around, she's she's a very very pretty woman. Uh, so another another low point, obviously. Why the fuck? And I mean this with every, <laughs> with every bit of venom I can muster, ladies and gentlemen. Oh no. What? Why the fuck is Becky Lynch in the ring for the twenty four seven title? I, is- I don't know why they're doing this, uh, but um, like, and I don't know, like, okay, what you think about that brawl with her and Oscar? It just didn't really didn't really help much. No, no, I, no, I don't think so. At, and next at week all. they're having a next week they're having a qualifying match. <laughs> what Becky and Oscar? Yeah, from Money in the Bank, Money in the Bank qualifying match. Yeah, well, from what I've seen of these Money in the Bank qualifying matches so far, I'm not interested because because the first one to qualify, as she so painfully reminded us last night, was um Lacey Evans. Was Lacey Evans? <laughs> Holy shit, that sucks. 
Oh. And then, and then, did you see she's clapping and banging on the table and jumping around and going nuts because Raquel Gonzalez, you know, qualified. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the fuck is going on here? Speaking of, speaking of money in the bank and what the fucks, uh, here's another low point. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan versus Nikki Ash and Dewdrop. And, and now they both qualify. <laughs> what? And, and and guess how I know Nikki Ash is now a heel. She had black and gold. Yes. Who changed the color of her outfit? How original. <laughs> Can we burn the whole gimmick down to the ground, please? But, but she, she's, not a super, she's not a superhero anymore. She's a super villain. Oh, fuck me, senseless with a pitchfork. No, no, thanks. <laughs> make, it, make it stop, ladies and gentlemen. Please. <laughs> as, as unpleasant a visual as I just gave my co-host, that is how unpleasant Nikki Ash comes across on my screen. What in the hell is going on? Bring, bring back Nikki Cross, please. I'm Begging you to bring back Nikki Cross. Okay, was, that, uh, was, yeah, was, was that was oh I'm not done. I'm no, not no, done. no, I said well, well, was that the uh, yeah? Is there more? Go on. Oh, there's plenty more, folks. Okay, go on. Kevin Owens and Ezekiel. Low point. I don't oh, even give a fuck. I'm not looking forward to seeing Elias next week. No, how the fuck are they, how the fuck are they going to pull that off? I have no. Listen, hear me out. You remember when Elias uh, threw his guitar in the grave and he said Elias dies? Yeah. All right, hear me out. Before they had him shave his beard and cut his hair, I'm sure they probably filmed. Recorded video because knowing that they would have to down the line explain how Ezekiel and Elias are two different people. Yeah, but that, I'll tell you what, that's it's that's I mean, I know it's a goofy storyline. I'm you know, I'm not but Kevin Owens is making, Owens making it work though. I love his like his character, like he hates liars, and he's like calling him a liar. Well, yeah, I mean, Kevin Owens is doing the best he can with it, but still, I'm not, I'm not too enthused. Okay, I mean, I'm, not, I'm looking, I wonder, I'm curious to see how they pull this off next week. I really am, though. Oh Lord! <laughs> well, I, I think you're going to see another magic trick worthy of, um, worthy of Lily the doll and Shannon. Hey, Baszler. hold on, hold on. Well, then what about the three faces of Foley? How did they get mixed uh, Mankind, Kex Jack, and, and um, Dude Love all on one screen? And they were all in the Royal Rumble one year, remember that? Right, right. So how, how did they pull that off? I don't know. It's, 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 so um, it's, it's kind of the same thing, only there's uh, only one person playing two roles. You're having fun with this, aren't you? I am having fun with this. <laughs> <laughs> I am weird. Go on. 
What other low points do you have? MVP versus Cedric Alexander. Oh, why are they doing this to Cedric? And um, and that's all I have for low points. The rest oh, of it was oh, fine. Oh, okay. I'm gonna add one to that. Yeah. I'm gonna add Veer Mahan versus uh, Rey Mysterio. Well, yes, and I, I I forgot that because it's like how many times do we have to see this? I'm not seeing it with Veer. There's I'm not seeing anything there. No, no, you. You and I feel the same way about Veer Mahan and Omas. It's just, those two guys. I'm just not seeing it. And actually, um, I did find a list. Uh, they had four wrestlers who aren't living up to their hype, and Veer Mahan was on that list, and Omas was on that list as well. I'm sorry, who? Omas and Veer Mahan were on that list. They had four names of wrestlers who were not living up to the hype. Yeah, and who were the other two? I believe uh, one was Ronda Rousey and I, and the other one was Alexa Bliss, uh, I believe. Yeah, well, I agree with all four of them. But um, Veer Mahan, with Veer, with, with Veer, I think it's, they've been playing that vignette for weeks that it got to a point where no one cared anymore. They bl- they didn't play it for weeks, man. They played it for seven months. Well, but you see, that's that's how that's how much I care. I I didn't even I just uh, to me it felt like weeks uh, never ending. But yeah, I'm saying like they played it so much that. It got to the point people don't even never didn't care anymore. Yeah, well, that's where a lot of people are at with weekly WWE television, and I can't say I blame them. All right, so is this what we got for? Are we done with Robert? Mercifully, yes. My, <laughs> my um, my favorite four-legged co-host came to join us right at the end of the Raw review. Oh, we have a we have, we have a run-in. You have impeccable timing, my friend. Impeccable. <laughs> See that? He didn't have to listen to the Robin review. No, I, I don't think he could hear it to begin with. But, um, <laughs> but then again, that might be a blessing in disguise, right, bud? Yeah. All right. So, moving on to NXT and and another one that was just there this week. Like I'm so let me get the results. Can I can I can I ask can I ask you um so, something about about the show? Because I I watched it in its entirety for the first time okay. in, in a long in a long time. Okay. So what what in the hell is going on? With this, uh, with this Wesley and Zion Quinn business. Oh, you know what? I, you're asking me, but I can't even. I don't even have an answer for you for you because I'm confused on about that where they're going with that whole storyline. It is so weird. Yeah, I, I wasn't getting that at all. And then I have another question for you. Maybe you can answer this one a little bit, uh, I, a little bit easier. So NXT title, Braun Breaker versus Duke Hudson. 
lasting for lasting forty three seconds. Um, now I'm, I'm shaking the cobwebs out of my head just in case I'm, I'm missing something here. But the last time I I witnessed Duke Hudson, they were making a really big deal out of this dude. Um, you know, coming out of the uh, NXT breakout tournament for the men. And um, and now he has a throwaway title match. I can't even call it a title match because it was 45 seconds long and he's getting destroyed. Um, what's going on with Duke Hudson now? And why is he in the ring with Braun Breaker? So apparently uh, Duke Hudson, um, Braun Breaker was... Uh was involved in that uh, story with Joe Gacy. Then yeah. he was outside uh, and they were conducting an interview. And then uh, Braun, um, Duke Hudson decides to cut in on um, Braun's uh, interview time. So uh, that led to a match later on in the show. Duke Hudson won by, I believe, yeah, Duke Hudson won by disqualification. So then on, on this past Tuesday, he reminded Braun that he holds a victory, although it may be a disqualification, he still holds a victory over Braun Breaker. So, oh, God. So he said, and since he holds a victory over Braun Breaker, he should, how about a championship match later tonight? There we go. <laughs> oh, God. He, he felt that... Uh, that uh, defeating Braun by disqualification earned him a championship match. What a way to build a prestige yeah. NXT title, Bruce. <laughs> Fuck you, Bruce. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> oh, okay, God. so let me see what I have. Okay, so first of all, do you have any, do you have high points or low points or, and low points or do you want me to just uh, give mine? Uh, you can, you can give, you can give yours. I, I, other than the questions that I asked, I didn't really have high points or low points. All right. So for me, I gave it to the opening match, the Creed brothers versus Idris and Offie and, uh, um, Malik Blade. That was a great match. I, like I've said before, I'm a fan of the Creed brothers. I am too. I, but I can't stand Diamond Mine. And like later in the show, Tatum Paxley, uh, I mean, I was talking to Tatum Paxley, telling her like how like she's proud of her, like putting all in all the work that she's been putting in. And then Roderick Strong comes in and tells Ivy that about like talking to losers and associating with losers. And so still dissension in Diamond Mind and the Creed Brothers walk in. And like, and because uh, Roderick's uh, whole thing is no excuses, right? You shouldn't right. have any excuse for talking to losers or whatever. So, Creed Brothers walk in, they remind him that he and Damien Kemp have a tag team match next week. And I, and he starts objecting, but then Ivy Nile says, Remember, no excuses. Yeah. So it's weird. So, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, I, that is just, it's dead. Like it's over. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. And and to that end, um, to, to that end, Elio, how long has Damon Kemp been associated with Diamond Man? I uh, just showed up like uh, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh a, God! A couple of, like be, before uh, 
I think you, I want to see before in your house, like the NXT before in your house. Oh, Christ. So, yeah, because I, I, I didn't see him before that. Um, okay, so initially I had Braun Breaker and Deep Cuts in the high points, but but I didn't, I, I went back to Washington, I didn't realize how short it was. So I have to move that to my low points, along with <laughs> Tiffany Stratton versus uh, Fallon Henley. And actually, I do have I do have one low point that I can add. Okay. Uh, um, what in the fuck was that promo with Tony D'Angelo and Legato Del Fantasma? You know, what, I've what had what in the fuck was I that? I have I've had it with Tony D'Angelo and his stupid family series, and I was so, so like Troy Dunman was released, so it was kind of weird to see that segment. Exactly. Knowing that he was released. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I what I was confused about. Well, um, so another one is the Wesley's on Quinn. I'm so confused by this whole story and the dyad versus Dante Chen and Javier Bernal. That's Joe Gacy's druids. Apparently now he renamed them the Schism. Uh, what the fuck is it? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up what schism means because I, I, I what in the fuck is that? Now, Hold on. Now, usually, now I, usually go on. we. Oh, go on. I said I said usually, ladies and gentlemen, we have um we have you know Ben's homework corner. This is Ben's vocabulary lesson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so so, and I quote: "A schism is a split or division between strongly opposed sections or parties caused by a difference in opinion or belief." <sighs> or, and the the example uh, that um that uh, that I'm being given in a sentence is. The widening schism between church leaders and politicians, or the other definition of schism is the formal separation of a church into two church into two churches, or the succession of a group owing to uh, to doctrinal and other differences. And that's what, what Joe, that's what Joe Gacy. That's the line he gave you. Like there is a schism between the dyad and NXT. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, Devon Dudley, sit your ass down. You know, uh, that's all I have for high points on points, but I wanna sort to you because you wanted to talk about Fabian Eichner. Okay, now I like I like Fabian Eichner. I think the guy behind well, you know, uh, is it is it just me or does he remind you a bit of Cesaro? Oh I could see that. I hadn't thought about that, but I I could see that. Now so I've always been a fan of of Fabian Eichner going back to his time in Imperium. Mm-hmm. Well I was very dubious when when I saw that they were running Running repackaging uh, themes with G- with Giovanni Vinci. Giovanni Vinci. 
Go on. <laughs> so, no, number one, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit dubious with the gimmick change. I think I think Fabian Eichner was fine, but given the fact that he's not up with Imperium, I get that they changed it. Changing it to this, you know, you know it, it was kind see, of like... Um, it, was that right? Is it somewhat like Alberto Del Rio's character? I... D- I didn't. I didn't get the feeling of Alberto Del Rio. Okay, maybe. I, uh, maybe I at got, first I did. Well, go on. I got more of it because they were doing like the Hollywood snapshot things on the way down to the to the ring. Well, yeah, no, I'm just basing it on the vignettes. But after seeing this, I can see. Yeah, there is. There's not really a similar character there. Yeah. Uh, so. I got more of a Billy and Chuck vibe, honestly. Um, I know that's that sounds very weird. You know what and, I want to um, do? I want to put. I want to contact WWE. I want to apply to be Fabian Actor's translator. He should be cutting promos in Italian, and I can translate. Well. Um, that would be uh, that would be fun to witness. Why that question, idiot? And Giovanni said, "Look at this idiot." <laughs> that could be me. I could be translating for him. Oh God! <laughs> oh, Lord. John, even even Charlie wants to leave the room after hearing this conversation. You know, I don't blame you, Charlie. This is the this is the schism of the new NXT. <laughs> I learned a new new word today on the podcast. Men's vocabulary lesson. So is that all we have for NXT? Or do you have anything more to add? No, we're good. All right, so let's move on to AEW. Road Rager. You didn't like it? Nothing really stood out on this show. Um, what do you have? So I um, I I really liked Osprey and um, Dax Hardwood. That was that, my was, high that, point. that was my high point. Yep. And then um, my. Uh, did I have another one? I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to see. Um, oh, and then and then the um, the ladder match between um, Jungle Boy and Lutasaurus and and the Young Bucks was pretty good. That was another high point I had. Yep. Um, now I'm I'm not sure I'm a fan of of the Young Bucks being uh, tag team champions again, but I will admit that. Um, that Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus were getting a little bit stale because I I felt like their um their title run just well you, you, you already know the original plans right uh, with 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 the match or with their title run no with the match yeah so they they I I'm wondering if that was um was a uh, determining factor. In um, in switching the titles, I'm not sure why that would factor into the 
into the decision. I'm just wondering if that played a role uh, because it seemed like a very random time to, to crown uh, new tag team champions. Yeah, but like you said, uh, Jurassic Express was getting stale. Yeah. And, and Christian is too good to just be standing at ringside as, as a manager. Well, speaking about uh, Christian Cage, off off the air, he turned heel. He um he no, attacked. No, no, that was on that was on air. Oh, I thought it was off. No, no, no. Off air is uh, he he insulted um uh, Jungle Boy's uh, mom and sister, saying they raised a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, yeah, that that part that uh, took place up there. No, the turn was on air after the match. Yeah, but I mean, I would I would give the turn a high point as well. Yeah, uh, like, like I say, Christian's too good to be standing at ringside as the manager. I agree, absolutely. All right, so uh, what do we have? Uh, that, is that your high points, or yeah, yeah, more? No, that was all my high points, and then low okay. points were um, the Wardlow beating the twenty security guards. There's only the one. There, there's only one name I recognize, and that's Bill Bain. That's because we're friends on Facebook. He's like an enhancement talent. He's also been used in WWE as well. For like oh, okay. back, backstage security and stuff. Remember when uh, Rhonda and Charlotte had that? Uh, when Rhonda, Becky, and Charlotte had that big brawl in the in the parking lot and with the cars and that they had all those uh, securities trying to keep them yeah. separated. Wow, yeah. Bill, Bill Bing was uh, one of them. He was the one that was uh, holding Rhonda back. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's the only name I recognize. This was a low point for me. It was stupid. And what was that? Security guards in one, two, three, and four have been eliminated. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, so I, I wasn't feeling that at all. Um, and, uh, you know, so so the, the rest of the show was just kind of there. Right. But I mean, it, it was there. It, I mean, but it, nothing was bad outside of outside of Warlow beating up twenty guys. Like, come on, like, okay, but Ortiz and Choco, did that really make sense? Um, well, yes, given their history, but did I need to see it? No, versus... no, no, but that's something. The hair versus hair, that didn't make sense. That part, the hair versus hair. Well, I I agree, but. But then again, as soon as soon as I heard that it was hair versus hair, I'm like, "Well, Jericho's not losing his hair, so it was it was kind of." And please stop with the wizard stuff. I I, I don't get it, I, you know. <laughs> and apparently, he, he trademarked that. Oh Jesus! Well, well, then I have a claim because the wizard used to be one of my nicknames in elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm not we, even kidding. Ladies and gentlemen, we have breaking news. We have a wizard on the podcast. I did not know my co-host was a wizard. <laughs> yeah. What? Four yeah. years, and I find now I find out you're a wizard. 
Yes, I have all sorts of magical, mystical talents. Good grief. What is going on here? Yes, the the podcast is going off the rails, ladies and gentlemen. I I was also reading uh, on my phone, I believe, was um, Nick Alderson and Mickey James also filed trademarks. Uh, For what? Uh, You know what? I'm not exactly sure. Let me look it up and... uh, Give me a few minutes to manage we back shortly. That makes sense. Yeah, so the two uh, trademarks they they found were Empower and Strictly Business uh, for NWA merchandise. And show titles, because I think I think Empower oh, yeah, Empower I, Empower is a pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen an NWA pay-per-view. No, I haven't either. I, I just wonder, like, how it is. They're the same as the television shows because the TV studios they do in the studio, like, 70s and 80s style. Well, that that's kind of cool, though. I, I liked it too, when I first saw it. All right, so uh, what do we have? Is that it that we have for AEW? Yes, sir. All right, so now we are going to move on to SmackDown. God. Oh God! Smackdown is such a waste of time. It, it truly, I only, truly have, is. I, only, I only have two high points. I have Matt, uh, Matt, yeah, Riddle and Roman Reigns, and I agree. Ra- Raquel Gonzalez and Shayna Baszler. Oh well, that even that's stretching it. Well, and and I'm not saying that probably because. Uh, I'm just picking that out of uh, because I don't really care for the new day and versus Ginger and Mahal and Shanky. Well, that that's a that's a walking low point. The sky scraping Shanky. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna dance with the with the ring announcer. Now that that, that is gonna get so old real fast if he every time he's in the ring he keeps getting distracted by music. After a while, it's going to get tired. I'm already getting tired of it. <laughs> what, okay. are you talk- what are you talking about getting tired? It's already tiresome. But, you know, it's funny when he, it was funny when he started, when he was doing that behind Jim Hall's back, though. Uh, well, you're, you're much more easily entertained. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another high point I have, Happy Corbin's Mad Cat Moss. That, that was a high point? That was my high point. I enjoyed that match a lot. Okay. I, I, no, I, I'm joking. That was terrible. That was bad. That was horrible. Well, I, told you you. Only, I, told, I told you I only had two high points. No, the rest of the show was all low points for me. Yeah. I I, I kind of enjoyed Pat McAfee on the mic after the last, yes. last match, but... Yes. Other other than that, and the uh, Roman Reigns Matt Riddle main event. Okay, I I, I have to say though, uh, Pete Dunne. It kind of looks like he's having fun with his character though. I mean, it's like uh, different from the serious uh, character that we've always seen. I want uh, Pete. I want Pete Dunne back. I do not want this scrappy dude wannabe. But but uh, but. It, but it, it looks like he's having fun with it. 
Well, he well he might, and if he is, I certainly hope he's getting paid well for it. Because to to me, this is a complete waste of the talent that is Pete Dunn. I mean, I agree. Like I thought Pete Dunn was fine, but I'm saying like just just from what I'm seeing, you see, like he seems he seems to be having fun with it, and so like who knows. But well, um, what else? Yeah, I, I would take Pete Dunn over uh, Butch. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what else do you have? Um, that's pretty much all I had. And it, it, well, and and I would put Raquel versus Shayna as a low point because Shayna should not be in this position. I'm sorry. Why do I put it in my head point? Because, like, I, I, I like Raquel. Like, I'm a fan, but, like, I didn't put that in my high point, like, like probably because, like, uh, like I said, like, uh, the choices that we had on this show, like, if it's true that, uh, that um, Vince tore up the script that was written the night before, this is what I'm talking about. From week to week, we do not know what show we're getting. We could be getting the greatest show, but because he had rewrites everything, we get crap. Yeah, exactly. So you don't know what you're getting. It's like Forrest Gump. Ron's hey, like... Hey, WWE don't, is, don't is like a box of chocolate. You don't know what you're going to get. Oh, God. What? I was going to say... And, and, and I like Forrest Gump. I, yeah, I was... I didn't know quite where you were going with that, but then when you said it was like a box of chocolate, well, I'll tell you what, WWE is um, is a bunch of rotted out chocolate with worms crawling out of it and shit. This is just it's absolutely terrible. You know I have chocolate here. What are you doing? (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? My bad. What the? Okay. All right. So uh, that's all we have for SmackDown. Absolutely. All right. So fans, we're gonna take a break while I get everything together. But we are going. We have two um cards that we have to run down. The Dominion card from June twelfth, as well as I found a Slammiversary card for tomorrow night. So I thought we'd go through that those matches as well. Okay, cool. So we'll be back shortly. All right, fans, we are back, and we are going to go through the results from the New Japan Dominion pay-per-view that took place on, well, pay-per-view, new uh, Dominion event that took place on June 12th from Osaka Show Hall. And in the opening match, we had Aaron Hanare, Akira Francesco and TJP defeating Tenzan, Master Wado, and Risuke Taguchi. I'll tell you, your ability to go through all these names without tripping all over yourself is goddamn impressive. And then we had uh, Ace Austin and two members of the Bullet Club, El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori, defeating Los Ingobernables de Japón. We got Bushi, Hiromu Takahashi, and Tetsu Naido. Now, Ben, have you ever seen Naido? Um, very little. Oh, 
I, I love this guy. He's like the leader of LIJ Los Ingobernables. This guy is like one of my favorites. I'll have to check him out. And then we had Toriano defeating Doc Gallows. Doc Gallows in a singles match. I haven't seen that in a long time. And then we had more Bullet Club action. Evil Show and Yujiro Takahashi defeating El Desperado, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Zack Sabre Jr. And that was a six-man uh, tag match for the Never Open Weight Tag Team Championships. Now, you know, you and I have talked about it, but I, I would be very interested to get somebody else's opinion because... I, I don't, like I said, I don't watch NJPW, just like I don't watch NXT, but I mean, I really have no idea what's going on over in, in Japan, I'll be honest with you. Um, and, and it, but the amount of tag team matches... <laughs> it's crazy. I feel would just drive me up a goddamn wall. It's crazy. And, and don't get me wrong, folks, I grew up in what I consider the heyday of of fucking tag team wrestling, you know, like I, I love the Hardys and and Edge and Christian and the Dudley Boys and 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 all of those guys. I, but you know, it's just good God, six man, eight, eight man, ten man, twelve man. <laughs> <laughs> my my only response is what the fuck, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, I. It's just, it just seems like it's a little too much. It is too much. I mean, uh, especially the G1 Climax, because not only did we have to cover the main card, but, like, they had, like, matches before the main show. So, like, dark matches before the main show, and everything was eight-man tag match, six-man uh, tag team match, four-man, uh, another six-man tag match. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah, seriously. All right, then we had uh, in for the IWGP World Tag Team Championships, the Great Okan and Chef Cobb defeating Bad Luck Folly and Chase Owens, two more members of the Bullet Club, to become the new Tag Team Champions. So Bullet yeah. Club was all over this card. Uh, and here I thought the Bullet Club was dead. Oh, no. But I guess not, especially in Japan, huh? And then we have Hiroshi, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Hiroki Goto. Well, I, I expected that based on the based on the fact that Tanahashi had already been introduced on AEW TV going into Forbidden Door because he was he was already scheduled to go up, up against CM Punk, um, so. You know, I fully expected that one, and um, you know what? I think John Moxley is going to be the the interim AEW champion. I really do. And you know what? I'm not hating on it because if you recall, when he was when he was champion during the pandemic, he never got to perform in front of a crowd as AEW World Champion. Yeah, I I think that that's a tremendous call. Um. And you know, I I'll be I'm speaking briefly about for, Forbidden Door. I'll be very interested to watch this show because 
I have no idea what to expect at all. Like, you know, outside of oh, outside of oh, and I don't know if um, what we're gonna do next week, but you're gonna be with us when we uh, go over the the card for Forbidden Door, which takes place next Sunday night. Absolutely, and um, God, God, goddamn, that's already next Sunday. Next Sunday night. <laughs> good, good God, what's twenty twenty two is going way too fast. <laughs> but then again, twenty. 2020 and 2021 crawled, but I guess I really don't have any complaints. So then we had two of my favorites. We had the for the and this was for the end uh, for the NJPW. Sorry, I'm missing one. No, 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 that's it. Two of my favorites for the NJPW King of Pro Wrestling title. In a 10-minute unlimited pinfall scramble match, we had Shingo Takagi, the champion, defeating Tai Chi. Now, Tai Chi has a Phantom of the Opera gimmick going on there. Have Have you ever heard of this guy? No. All right. What he does is he comes out to the ring wearing a long black robe and uh, a half a mask. Oh, okay. And a and a microphone, and he's pretending that he's singing, and like his entrance music is basically like opera music. Oh God! So it's it's, it's the op- opera version of um of the of that one uh, girl in AEW that drives me nuts. What what is her name? Uh oh. Oh God! In in where? AEW, the one, the, the one that comes out with the mic and and pretends. Oh, to Emi, 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 Emi Sakura. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but I think there's another one too. No, no, that was her, the Freddie Mercury one. Yeah, yeah, that's her. Oh God! So oh, all right, then we have. No, no oh, I remember her name. No, it was Maka Ito. There, there's two of them with semi, 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 Oh, that's semi. right. There's two Maki Ito. That's right. She was in the Open Heart Tournament. Yeah. All right. Then we have a lot of championship matches on this show. For the never... Yeah. For the never open weight championship, Carl Anderson defeats Tama Tonga to become the new champion. Oh, God. Two, two Bullet Club originals right there. And then, following that match, we had an IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship match. And we had Will Ospreay defeating Sonata. Yeah. And um, I'll tell you, it was really cool to see Will Ospreay on AEW. And in the main event, the leader of Bullet Club, Jay White, defeats Kazushika Okada to become the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Well, that didn't that didn't surprise me though. So that is the results for New Japan Dominion from Osaka Joe Hall, and now Ben, I found uh, the card for Slammiversary, which takes place tomorrow night. We got a lot of pay-per-views, brother. God damn. 
And now this one takes place from the asylum in Nashville, Tennessee, the home, the original home of impact, or TNA as it was back then. Yeah. And we have a total of uh, eight matches on this card. Well, nine if you count the kickoff, the pre-show, which has two matches. We have for the Impact Digital Media Championship, Rich Swan defending against Brian Myers. Oh, God. Brian Myers taking up for his fallen comrade. No oh, boy. And then we have uh, participants to be announced. We have a reverse battle royal. What the fuck is a reverse battle royal? I'm glad you asked that because uh, our good friend Tony Diaz uh, was uh, participated in a reverse battle royal back when he was competing in the early 90s. Okay, well, enlighten me. And a reverse battle royal, everyone starts on the outside. And they all make their way in the ring. That's the way I understand it. So then how do they get eliminated? There's only that's why it's reverse battle royal. Usually the battle royal works with the last person in the ring is a limit is the way. Oh, so the last person outside the ring. So this is that that's how that this is the reverse. Okay. All right, then, all right, on the, in the opening, well, this is the way I have it listed here, so I'm just going to go top to bottom. For the Impact World Championship, Josh Alexander defending, defending against Eric Young. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I think Alexander has to retain it since he just won the thing. Then we have an ultimate X match for the Impact X Division Championship. Ace Austin defending against Kenny King, Mike Bailey, Trey Miguel, Jack Evans, and Alex Zane. Then we have a Queen of the Mountain match for the Impact Knockout Championship. Just stop. What? Knock off. What? I always hated the King of the Mountain concept. It was just like... This is the first ever Queen of the Mountain. With Mickey James as a special guest enforcer. <laughs> and we have Tasha Steelers versus Chelsea Green, Diana Parazzo, Jordan Grace, and Mia Yim. Well, that is a good lineup. I'll give it that. Then for the Impact World Tag Team Championships, the Briscoes defending against the Good Brothers. Oh, that's going to be fucking awesome. Because <laughs> I'll tell you what, the Briscoes versus FTR at that ROH pay-per-view, holy shit. Oh, I know, right? That was... That was... That was... Match of the night. Match of the fucking year, man. Good then, job. Then we have something you would only see in you, something that you that you see a lot of in New Japan. We have a 10-man tag team match. Oh, God. The bane of my existence. The Impact Originals. Alex Shelley, Chris Sabin, Frankie Kazarian, Nick Aldis, and another participant to be announced, 
versus Honor No More, Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, PCO, and Vinny Marcellia. I saw a clip of of, of their uh, last encounter. Okay. Uh, going into uh, Slammiversary, I don't I don't know what possessed me to check out Impact Wrestling clips earlier today. <laughs> we lost. Um, but um, we but lost. I I guess I went down the YouTube rabbit hole. Um, I mean, I, I'm telling you, that's why like it is hard for me to watch, even though I record it. I want to sit down and watch it, but I I always get lost when I do. Yeah, it's um, I, I don't know. I mean, I I used to watch Impact all the time, but now now I just can't do it. Yep. Then we have a monstrous ball match: Sammy Callahan versus Moose. See. Already, it's having an effect on my co-host. Uh, yeah, well, Sammy, I think Sammy Callahan's got that. And then another tag team match for the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships, The Influence, Madison Rain, and Tennille Dashwood versus Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie. Well, please tell me Rose, Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie kick their ass. The influence. Oh, oh. You don't like the influence? Well, I you know, like I said, I don't I don't watch the uh the product, but it's just uh dear. It's not the iconics, Ben. It's not the inspiration. <laughs> uh, well we know how much you love them. Uh, he's being facetious, ladies and gentlemen. He's not being serious. <laughs> All right, so that is it for that. Um, ben, our tournament is over. The top villain of the WBF in 1980s has been announced, has been uh, completed. We have a winner. And, drum roll, please. And. <laughs> in the finals, we had Andre the Giant versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. Ben, who would you go with? Oh, Piper. Absolutely. 55% voted for Roddy Piper, while 45 went with Andre. That's closer than I would have thought. So Rowdy, Rowdy Roddy Piper is the top WF villain of the 1980s. Well, no surprise there. I said it, I said it the second the tournament started. And now we have our new tournament coming up. And this one is, what is the best Hell in a Cell match? And we already have the opening mat- round matches set up. And so, they are. All right. So we have Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels from Bad Blood 1997 versus the New Day versus the USOs from Hell in a Cell 2017. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? Now this is this is the this is the left bracket. <laughs> so, in the second match, we have Undertaker versus Mankind from King of the Ring '98. Iconic. And Undertaker versus Batista from Survivor Series 2007. That, I mean, that was still pretty good, but I, I, I mean, I would say there's no competition there. 
Then in the third match, we have Undertaker versus Triple H from WrestleMania 28. Oh, that was a good one. And Bailey versus Sasha Banks from Hell in a Cell 2020. Man, I can't wait for Bailey to come back. God damn, the women's All division right. needs her so bad. And uh, the last match in the left brackets, Undertaker versus Edge from SummerSlam 2008 versus uh, the six. Ver, sorry, that, these are some awesome matches you came up with. Versus the six-way Hell in a Cell from Armageddon 2000. I didn't, you know, I was intrigued by the six-way, but I don't think it worked in terms of the Hell in a Cell. Wasn't that the one where Rikishi fell into off the cell into that onto that truck? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then the right bracket looks like this: Triple H versus Cactus Jack from No Way Out 2000. That's one of the that to me. That's one of the top five. Versus Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins from Hell in Cell 2014. I don't remember that one. I'll have to go back and look. Then we had Batista versus Triple H from Vengeance 2005 and Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar from Hell <coughs> 2015. Oh, shit. <coughs> Excuse me. My, my, favorite, uh, my favorite match with... Um, with uh, my favorite Hell in a Cell with Brock Lesnar was the one where he won the um, the WWE title. I think it was also against The Undertaker, um, but this was the one where he's wearing the cast. Yeah, I forget yeah. what year it was. It might have been 2003. I want to say No Mercy 2003, but I'm not sure. In the next match, we have Edge versus Seth Rollins from the pay-per-view that shall not be named uh, 2021. Yeah. Okay. And Undertaker... <laughs> sorry? Thank you for that. And Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar from No Mercy 2002. Yeah, I think that's the one I was talking about. And of course, um, the Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks from Hell Cell 2019 has a wide... That was so good. That one will face uh, the winner of the Edge, Seth Rollins, Undertaker, Brock Lesnar. Let me ask you, why does that one have a bye? Okay, I will... The way I do this, right, is I take like I do 1, 10, 2, 9, etc. What I do is I don't do like 1... 10, 2, 9, I do 1, then I do 2, then I do uh, 10, 9, like that. So, like, I work both sides and back at the same time. And, like, if there's, like, one left over, I just uh, throw it in there to whatever bracket, whichever side I'm on at that point. Okay. That makes sense. So, that's how you do it. And then, uh, whatever the match above that is, will face uh, that winner. And, and then um, when I, after fans vote on that match, 
then uh, the winner of that match will just move on and that eliminates uh, the single one that has no opponent in the original uh, round, in the opening round. Okay. So that is how I uh, figured out. Because I was even trying to figure out the same thing when I started doing these. Because I I never like where there's like only one person or one match in there. Like I always like to have it even out. I agree. All right, so that is uh, the new tournament and I'm gonna be working on the graphics for that tomorrow. They'll be up on my TikTok page. So I'll have the results for, for those matches next week. Now we're gonna get into time warp, Ben. Absolutely. And I have to record the uh, October the 8th uh, episode of Mid-South, which concludes with the Teddy Biasi Mr. Rossing team match. Because I can't leave that uh, with, uh, with an, an unfinished match. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. So, but that one I'm going to be doing this week. So I have another one for you this week. And this is from Friday, February 6, 1987. Okay, cool. So we have in the opening match, Rick Steiner defeating Mike Boyd. I don't know who Mike Boyd is. I do We have Sam Houston defeating Art Cruz. Oh, Jake Roberts, brother. Then we have Sting defeating Jeff Gaylord. Jeff Gaylord. <laughs> in, in a six-man tag match, we have two-thirds of the Freebirds, Buddy Roberts and Michael Hayes teaming up with the Angel of Death to defeat Terry Taylor, Missing Link, and Chavo Guerrero. Who was Missing Link? Uh, the Missing Link was... Have you ever seen uh, The Missing Link? No. Oh, okay. Hold on. Give me a minute here. On the fly research. I'm going to send you a picture right now. He was also in the WWF in the early 80s. Cool. Let's see, Missing Link, WWF. Okay. I'm going to send you the picture right right now. Okay. Here we go. All right, I just sent you the picture. Okay, hold on, let me open it. On the fly research, don't you love it, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) Now I have to just get my messenger to open. Hold on. There we go. Oh, God. Yeah, that's the missing link. Dewey Robertson. He looks, I mean, he looks like. Um, he looks like Ninja Turtles meets Haku. (laughs) (laughs) He's from, hold on, I have it right here. The the missing link is from Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. Ah, you're in that Yes. 
All right, so match number five, we had a Texas death match. And we had Dr. Death, Steve Williams, defeating Terry Bam Bam Gordy. That's why the, that's where the missing Freebird was. He had a singles match. Okay, cool. And in the main event, for the UWF World Heavyweight Championship, a no disqualification match, the one-man gang defending the championship retains after defeating Ted DiBiase. Oh, man. I wouldn't have accepted that. (laughs) All right. So that is Time Warp. And now we're going to end the show with Ben's favorite segment. And that is Wrestling Roulette. And we back shortly. All right. It is time for Wrestling Roulette. I play 21 themes, only 10 second clips. My co host has to guess. Which wrestler that theme belongs to? Ben, are you ready for your first one? Yes, sir. Is that Ricochet? No. Who was it? That is Neville. Ah. I always I fuck that one up. All right, so Owen one. Here we go. Um, Tory Wilson. Gee, yeah, it's Tory Wilson. One and one. <laughs> Here we go. Track three. Sure. That is Eva Marie. Oh, well, no wonder I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, track four, here we go. Play it one more time for me. Attribution? No. That is Alistair Black. Oh, shit. Okay. All right, here. Track five. Fuck, I knew I... And that's one of my favorite themes, too. If it had gone a little bit longer, I would recognize. Shit. Track five. That beginning is horrible. It's uh, it's Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. How many times did she use this one? Not very many. 
then why would they make, why would they do this, uh, why would they make this song for her? If they want to use it. I don't fucking know. No, 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 if you're gonna do that, it's gonna be like this. I don't fucking know. (laughs) 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 Okay, here we go. Track uh, six. Saray? No. Who? That is Kushida. Ah. They gave him terrible music. Okay. Track seven. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. You're going to kill me, but I don't know. That is Draws. Ah. Uh, God damn, I'm not getting off to a good start here, am I? Here we go, track eight. You ready? Yeah. Of course I would know that one. It's played every single month in the week. Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair. Three and five. All right. Track nine. Here we go. song the whole all the way through this is bad Funaki oh my god Funaki yes but this song is bad I heard it all the way through what what is going on who thought this was a good idea nobody and you're gonna freak out when you hear the credit on this one WWE, Jim Johnston, and Dice Raw. Oh, my God. Jim Johnston, what are you doing? Yeah, that was, that was, a, <laughs> that was a big swing and a miss. <laughs> All right, here we go, track 10. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. You know what? The first time I heard that, I, I was uh, confused because like the Hurt Business one sounds so, somewhat similar. Yeah, it does. All right, so we are to, uh, ele- track eleven. We have your five and five here. Oh. Eight. Austin Theory. 
Okay, tell which one is worse, this first one or this one? This one. Like, yeah. His, because the lyrics they have for this, like you see the future right in front of your eyes, headed to the top, but it's not a surprise. Oh, God. Okay, sure. Okay, uh, 11 and 5, so here we go, track 12. That is Jake Snake Roberts. Oh, god damn it. That's physically painful. Uh, Track 13, are you ready? Yep. That is Sting. That was his WCW theme. <laughs> I had no idea. That's actually that's uh, Metallica. Seek and destroy. Oh God, I'm so sorry. All right, so we um six and eight, I think. Yeah, six. Yeah, track fourteen. Here we go. Six and eight. Here we go. Masters. Wow. Yeah, Chris Masters. All right, seven and eight. All right, yes. Uh, you know, I always seem to get that too. Yeah. All right, so here we go, track 16. Put the toothpicks up for Scott Hall, man. <laughs> Razor Ramon. Alright, eight and eight. Here we go, track seventeen. Brad Hart. Brad Hart. Alright, yeah, you're nine and eight. Cool. Here we go, track. 18. No, yeah, track 18. What the fuck? I have no idea. That is retribution. Holy shit. Tell me that's not terrible. Well, the whole gimmick was terrible. No, but like you know how you could barely hear it when they were they were they used to come out. You could barely hear the music. Yeah. Hearing this, I was like, "That is it. That's their theme." Yeah. All right. So uh, nine to nine. Here we go. Track nineteen. Um, Bray Wyatt? No. 
we've not heard this in uh, in forever. This is Damien Priest. That that was his old theme. Oh damn. Okay. All right, uh, nine and ten. Uh, so here we go. Track. Twenty one. Yeah, track twenty one. Here we go. I have not a clue. That is Dean Malenko. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Jesus Christ. 9-11. I I fucking love Dean Malenko. God, Jesus Christ. These WCW themes killing me. Oh man. That was okay. So one last one. Are you ready? No, uh, that was the last one. That was 21. Oh, yeah, that's right, because we had 9 and 10, 9 and 11. Uh, Yeah, okay. That's it for uh, Russian Roulette. So, Ben, we should bring shoulder close. Yep, sounds good to me, man. All right, friends. That's it, another edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, episode 199. Um, if you're going to watch Impact Wrestling tomorrow night, enjoy the pay-per-view. For my co-host, I'm Elio, he's Ben. We will talk to you all next week for episode 200. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. You better be prepared for a party, goddammit, because it's going to get wild <laughs> next week, man. <laughs> And in the meantime, get your rest, because if you thought we got hot on WWE and wrestling in general to the first 199, you're not going to want to miss the next (laughs) 200. Get your asses prepared, ladies and gentlemen.